Cottony Attorneys and Consultants is dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal, business, and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law & Mortar with John Kenny and Trent Cottony. Hey, this is Trent Cottony, CEO of Cottony Attorneys and Consultants, and I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of Law & Mortar. As always, I've got uh, my partner in crime, John Kenny, here with me. John, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's uh Nice to wrap up a very productive week and looking forward to uh, a couple hours of relaxation time and I uh, hope everybody out there is doing the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, been, been a busy week. So International Roofing Expo uh, occurred this week in uh, Las Vegas. And, um, you know, we both had a couple of uh, speaking engagements. I, I was on a panel with you on um, legal issues in a COVID-19 world. We focused a lot on materials, and I think it was well attended, well received. And then I had an, another one on uh, Wednesday about uh, top five issues in immigration. Um, same there, we talked about E-Verify, we talked about I-9s, all kinds of stuff. So a lot of great questions, a lot of great input. It was good. Um, you had a, you had another uh, seminar while you were there. What was that on, John? I did. I did one on scaling your business to economic conditions. Uh, basically there we talked about uh, leadership and how to wave not only good storms but a good wave and how to gear yourself and be in perfect position regardless of whatever the economic conditions are out there whether we're in a recession or a super growth period so I think it went really well yeah and I you know back to our panel you know shout out to Ken Kelly who is uh, listens to this a lot Michelle Boykin uh, Ken is with uh, Kelly Roofing Michelle is with uh, Rackley Roofing both of them did just a tremendous job. The insight, I took notes from what they said. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, I hope we're, we, you know, I'm going to implement some of the things that they've said. So really did a great job. You know, kudos to them. They, they you know, really just top notch. So um, the event overall, I thought was great. You know, it was good seeing everybody. Um, had, had a lot of good interactions on the trade show floor. So uh, looking forward to February next year. Um, I know our next big expo coming up is uh, we got Best of Success, and then we've got Western States after that. So looking forward to both of those. Um, you know, one thing that's interesting, John, is that as COVID has been heating up, you know, the conversation, the discussion about vaccines has also heated up. Um, you know, a lot of uh, issues back and forth with schools right now, hospitals, uh, employees, employers, all those types of things. But one of the things I want to focus on is sort of a subset of vaccinations, and that is the policies that employers can use to encourage employees to get vaccinations. So I'm not talking about mandating it. I'm talking about creating voluntary incentive programs. And from a legal standpoint, you know, I, I dug into it a little bit the past few days. What's interesting is you can offer an incentive to an employee to you know, get a vaccine, right? Uh, but you can't make that incentive so enticing that uh, it could create some kind of bias, especially in the event that a person has a disability, which they feel like they have to disclose, or it could potentially be discriminatory if for some reason someone has a religious or medical basis to not get a vaccine. So interesting law there, you know, you want to keep, you want to keep your incentive, good enough incentive to encourage people to do it but not too much. Now the EEOC has not put out any guidance on this. Okay. Um, so you just have to kind of rely on what's out there. But um, oftentimes what I see is, is uh, you know, gift cards that are offered. I know we did something similar to that in our office. Why don't you kind of talk to the audience about 
some of the things that you're seeing or maybe even what we've done? Yeah, I mean, we, we kept it very simple. It was, uh, you, you had a choice of, uh, uh, you know, you could get up if you needed time to go get it done. Of course, we obliged by that. You know, it happens, you know, time off to go get a shot. But, you know, the incentive was simple. It, it was a, a, some sort of gift card of some sort. I don't remember the exact brand, but if you got it, you got a gift card. So uh, it was nothing that put anybody in a bad bind. And um, I think probably a lot of the people that were going to go get it anyways, it was a nice afterthought that they were able to pick up doing it. And, and I do believe, and we're still offering it now. I mean, we'll still continue that for those that are not yet vaccinated. If they go, they, they still get the same thing. So it wasn't an enticement. You got to go now or else. No, it's a program. We love everybody to make their own decisions, but we also would like everybody to be health and safety. And if you do decide to get the vaccine, you get the card. I hear a lot of companies are doing that. Um, from what I hear talking around the industry, it's usually a, a PTO day or it's some sort of a gift card. I haven't really heard of anything other than that. Those are the two things that I've heard are a combination of both half a day PTO and maybe a gift card on top of that. That's what I've heard out there. Yeah. And look, there's absolutely nothing wrong with a $25, $50 gift card. And uh, by the way, Jen, I'm still waiting for mine. So uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got a big announcement, you know, and, and this came together quickly. And the reason why it came together quickly, let me just kind of set the stage is um, while I was over at IRE and, you know, both shortly before that and after that, our phones have just been inundated. Emails have been inundated with um, calls from customers dealing with OSHA inspections. We've we just seen a massive uptick in this all over the United States. And um, it occurred to us that we've got to get some news out there, right? Right. We've got to be proactive and help educate um, the industry to the extent that we can. So we came together, we, we rallied the troops, and we have got a tremendous uh, free OSHA webinar, a national webinar that we're putting on August 18th, 3 p.m. It's going to feature superstars, experts of the industry. We've got uh, Craig Brida, who is our national lobbyist, but also lobbies for NRCA, Tile Reaping Institute, ARMA, and many other trade associations, uh, and is very active on the front lines of what the new OSHA regulations are going to be. We have Kevin Yarborough. Kevin Yarborough, for those of you who don't know, he was a top five best of success speaker, well-known national speaker and trainer, and former assistant area director of OSHA with 40 years plus of safety experience. Uh, John, obviously we've got you. You've got a significant amount of safety training and experience, um, 45 years in the industry, and you're gonna talk about it from the consulting side and how to, uh, to get a culture of safety going in your company. And I'm gonna speak as well, you know, I've been blessed that we've been able to publish a couple of best-selling books on Amazon, OSHA Defense for the Construction Industry and OSHA Defense Know Your Rights. So I'm gonna approach it from a legal standpoint, what can you do to help defend against OSHA inspections? And we're gonna do this all in an hour, John, which is a lot to cover. Yes. And not just to mention that, but anybody that attends will get the fifth edition of our OSHA Defense for Construction book which I'm very proud of. I spent a lot of time working on it. So happy to kind of send that out. Again, our job is to help educate. So hopefully that does that. What are you looking forward to uh, with this webinar that's coming up August 18th? Well, I think the way that we're covering it is fantastic. We're hitting it on all aspects because, you know, OSHA is 
more than just having a safety culture. It's more than just having know what to do once you get an OSHA inspection. You need to uh, know, um, you know, what's going on, how OSHA is heading. So we got that covered with Craig. You know, Kevin is got the experience of sitting on the other side of that seat and knowing how things work out and how to go about it. So you're going to get a lot of great tips. So I think we've taken the all four corners, you know, of that entire box and put it together and get that presentation out there. I don't think you're going to go anywhere else and be able in an hour to get that much information compacted into one one spot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Kevin and Craig, yourself, John, and it's a who's who of the industry for getting this information out there. So really excited about it. I know we put it together in short order, but um, I see that need. And I think we've got to do to kind of get it out there as quickly as we can. So, you know, uh, we just got it out there and it looks like we've already got 124 people signed up. So looking forward to seeing those numbers continue to grow. Um, John, guess what time it is, man? Let me guess. It might be question time. It's question time. Oh, right. Everybody's favorite time. All right. So let me get the questions out today. As our listeners know, we always answer at least one question. Every single law and mortar, we encourage anybody that listens to us, submit your questions. We'll answer them as we can get them. So, John, this week's question is from Anthony. Okay. And Anthony's question is, uh, if you've got somebody that formerly worked for you and they ended up going to a competitor, what are sort of some of the do's and don'ts that you should follow as an employer? And I guess kind of reading between the lines, you know, what, how should you handle somebody that is now openly competing with you that used to be uh, one of your employees? What, you know, what would you recommend and what do you see on your end? Okay, so from my end, I will tell you, this has always been my rule of thumb. Never, ever, ever badmouth the former employee to anyone, okay? In other words, what I mean is, and look at this as a roofing company. If I was on a roofing company and X went over to another roofing company, it's going to come up where someone's going to see you on a, at a meeting or they're going to say, hey, I see so-and-so is working there. What do you think? And you always say, man, you know, when they were with me, they did a fantastic job. Glad to see them. You know, I wish them the best. And But, hey, this is what we got going on. So boost yourself. Never lower the other person. Lift yourself to a level above them or wherever they're at without ever bringing the other person down. That's rule number one. And that's really the biggest rule of it, not getting into the legalities, which I'm sure you've got a long list of do, do's and don'ts from the legal side. But I will tell you, this is one of those instances where the highest road always wins. Now, that being said, behind the scenes, we all got that competitive nature. So you make sure that in your company, you're staying out ahead and that they haven't, um, you know, they're going to know what you do, right? So what I mean by this is we're not taking competitive advantage, but sometimes they take your knowledge of your competitiveness and what you do with you. So freshen yourself up a little bit, right? You do things a certain way, just freshen it up just a touch so you're above that level again. That, that's my two biggest areas. Yeah, and those are great points, John. You know, from a legal standpoint, one of the things that you obviously got to look at is do you have an employment agreement with this former employee? you know, are there, you know, covenants or obligations in there that would prevent them from competing with you? So the obvious one is a non-compete if, you know, some states don't allow it, but if you do have a non-compete in there, you can prohibit this employee from directly competing against you. Uh, you know, it's, it's based usually on, on a certain amount of time, you know, up to two years or less, uh, certain geographic locations, certain type of work. 
but you may have other obligations in there. You may have confidentiality obligations, use of proprietary information. All those are enforceable if you decide to use them. Um, from a common sense standpoint, I, I agree with you, John. You know, it's always best to take the high road. We, you know, if a former employee leaves, I wish them the best. Everybody's got to pursue their own destiny. And that's kind of how, how things are. Um, the other thing I would say is that when, if you end up having a former employee compete against you, I love it. I, I love it because, you know, personally, I am very competitive and I need that fire, right? I, I constantly need that fire and, and it inspires me. You know, when, when um, if I am a, a contractor that's out there and I've got a project manager that's left and I start hearing about their successes or I start hearing about things that they're doing, then it makes me want to work that much harder, right? It, it's, it's the fuel of the fire. So again, you know, always take the high road. Doesn't never, it's never good to badmouth anybody, even if they're just horrible people. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense uh, because you always have to look at how people on the outside look at it. So um, great advice, John, you know, uh, definitely a timely topic, especially, you know, given that we are in the turnover tsunami right now. So a lot of employees are making changes, especially, you know, in contractors, home offices and, and staff. So with that, John, I'm going to end it for today. And I okay. uh, want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, really appreciate you, you know, get the word out. You know, uh, we, we continue to remain the number one construction law podcast in the world. And, and we thank you all for listening to us on a weekly basis. If there's topics you want us to discuss, you can reach out to either one of us. Reach out to me, Trent Cottony at tcottony at cottonycl.com. John, how can they get you? Kenny at cottonycl.com. Very easy. All right. Well, thank you guys. And stay tuned next week for another episode of Lawnmower. Bye now.